Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. What an exciting Sunday for you. It's a Sunday full of baking and bananas. I had, had no other B. I had no alliteration for that. Mm. I was also looking to see if I could find sounds that like would uh, exemplify how the baking went today. And then right, here's what I've come up with. Wait a second. Oh, I got to put it this way. Hang on. That's so loud. Why is it so loud? That was it that accurately described what happened. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't go well. <laughs> Why is it so loud? Because it's a gong. You can't have a quiet gong. I mean, you could have a less abrasive gong. That's fair. Anyway, sorry. Speaking of loud things, how's your day going? Not great. What's the matter? You know, it's Rosh Hashanah. Rosh, happy Rosh. Tonight. Happy, happy New Year to all of you out there celebrating. Happy year, uh, 
3753. Actually, don't know what year it is. It's 57. 58. 57. I think 57. And? It is... Um... 50, I think it is turning 5783. Congratulations. Everybody who thought we wouldn't make it to 5782 is really. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, happy Roche. Dory was going to make some holla, and she did make holla. She made two loaves, one with raisins. Mm-hmm. Dory makes a really good holla for anybody who hasn't had it. I recommend it most of the time. Except. We were out of all-purpose flour. And instead of asking her husband to go to the store to get all-purpose flour. Well, I wanted to get going on it because challah takes so long. And I was like, whatever, I'll just use this whole wheat flour. It'll like basically be the same. Never. Guess what? It's not. It's not at all the same. It's not the same. You took like baking classes, which is like, this is wild to me. What are you talking about? Didn't you take French baking classes during the pandemic oh, at the early start of the pandemic? I took a class. Okay. On like, or no, I took two classes Thank on. Thank you. That's two classes. Specific, very specific things. Oh, was it baking though? It Were was you using an pastry oven? and. Oh, the, that's interesting. Why are you, why I was being correct. a jerk? You just dismissed me and told me I was crazy. And then I reminded you of the things. Well, you like, you made it sound like I took like a, like a course in baking. Like I'm some baking expert. I mean, you are pretty much a baking expert. You've made how many loaves of challah? Many, but always with all purpose flour. Exactly. Like why you're would supposed you to. ever think that you could substitute whole wheat flour? Because I just figured, oh, whatever. I'll try it. This It'll is, be fine. This is a typical kind of mistake that an amateur might make on the Great British Baking Show. Well, good thing I'm not on the show. Well, if you were, I would root for you. So anyway, win the technical. You know, Kala takes hours because there's multiple rises and it's just like a pain in the ass. But I was like, I need to make Kala for Rosh Hashanah dinner tonight, even though it's just us and Henry will be done with dinner in two minutes if I'm lucky. If that. But you know, wanted to make the Kala anyway. And made a beautiful, beautiful knot. You know, she braided it nicely. You're supposed to make a round challah for Rosh Hashanah. The rest of the year, you can just make the like traditional loaf. Oh, that makes sense as to why all those challah loaves at Trader Joe's were round. I thought you said they were out of them. Talking about like last week. Oh, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, so I, I made this challah and then I tasted it and I was like, Oh, that is not challah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it doesn't taste like it. It looks like it. I gave one of the loaves to Holly. Holly likes a whole wheat bread. Who said it was good? She said it tasted like whole wheat bread. And I was like, "That's a that's it. That's not saying it's good. That's saying it tastes like yeah. what it was." So that was a big old fail. Then. I don't know. It's just like, I feel like this happens every year. I'm like. No, it doesn't. You've made many good loaves. You didn't, you didn't let me finish what I was going to say. Oh, you stopped talking. Because I was, I was, I was trying. I took more than half a second to get another word Welcome out. Welcome to the podcast. And you just jumped right in. Every time there's a pause, I got to fill it. It wasn't even a pause. It sure was. I'm filling the pauses. Oh my God. That's right. <laughs> this is torture. No, it's not. It's a podcast. <laughs> 
Kill me. Auga. <laughs> I don't even use a soundboard. I just start making mouth sounds. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> anyway, uh, continue. Yeah, you know, we, we don't have family here. We have no one to have Rosh Hashanah dinner with. I don't have like a, you know, Jewish community. It, it starts feeling very depressing. Does it? Yes. And then I get sad. Oh. And then I make bad challah. <laughs> I mean, and then I'm like, I guess I'll just cook a nice dinner that no one will eat, but whatever, it's fine. And then I'll just go be sad. Yeah, she's like really like, she's like, get cauliflower and salmon. And I was like, oh boy, Henry, we are in for a cauliflower salmon dinner. <laughs> then he was like, I want flowers. Yeah, Henry did buy me flowers. Yes, he bought you roses. It was very sweet. A dozen roses. And by buy, I mean he picked them out. And then he came running into my office to give them to me. I told him to do that. That was very cute. Yeah, I knew it would be cute. Well, That's why I dispatched him. You you nailed it. I was like, go cheer up that lady in there who's upset about whole wheat. So Matt got some... Real flour. I got the realest of real flour. I went to Trader Joe's. It's pumpkin season, everybody. I hope you're excited. Yeah, I can't wait. If I bothered with an air horn, that would be playing right now. So I guess my plan is tomorrow morning, I will start making kala again. Tomorrow morning, uh, we just found out, at least I just found out today that Henry doesn't have school tomorrow. Yeah. Like... Did you find that out today also? No, I knew that. Oh. I, and so I... Because the email from school was today also. So I was just like, oh, they must have just announced this. No, they didn't. It, it was on the calendar. They, he also has Yom Kippur off. Yum! Um, so... That one I know happens in October. Well, it happens in October this year because everything is kind of late. Well, I only think of that because of Sandy Koufax missing a World Series game. Oh. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's the fall classic, honey, so. Yep. Um, yeah, that was an iconic Jewish moment. <laughs> so few great athletes that you have to, you know, enjoy what you can get. Exactly. Like He's that, a hero. Like that. To uh, us Jews. That airplane joke where they're handed a pamphlet on famous Jewish athletes. <laughs> Classic. Pretty funny. Yep. Guys, stereotypes. They're great. Shana Embrace Tova, them all. Everyone. Um Yeah, so that's what's that's what's going on. Um Oh, I guess we should update everyone on the on the book destruction. Oh, yeah. It's it took a turn. It took a turn and we midweek. And we were finally like, okay. <clears throat> Henry is showing us that he does not have the willpower to resist ripping books in his crib yeah, he, at all. He graduated from board books to green eggs and ham. Yeah, it like at first it was like, okay, you can rip board books, like we don't love it, but it, whatever. And then, but, but you can't rip like real books, quote unquote. And then he just went to town and we were like, okay. And then he came up with a solution and said, well, why don't we put, the poppets in my crib and then I can play with them. 
I mean, he didn't quite say it like that, but yeah. Um, but I mean, in a way, he did because we both looked at each other and were like, "Huh?" Yeah, we were like, "Oh, that that's actually a really good idea, Henry." Because <laughs> I had talked on, I talked to uh, who was I talking to? I was talking to Andy about Henry's book ripping, and I was like, "He needs like fidget spinners in his crib," is what I said out loud, I and then I didn't act on that. No. And then he's like, the next day, he's like, "I need those fidgety things <laughs> in my crib." <laughs> So, so yeah, so we put those, I found, first of all, I found them, which I was not confident that I was going to be able to, but I did find he, he had two of those poppet things, um, put them in his crib, told him that no more books in his crib. Right. We can't have him destroying books. And he was not as upset about it as I thought he was going he to be. He didn't care. No, he kind of didn't care. Because he was like telling us that he was he didn't want books in his crib. Yeah, he was like, please set this boundary for me, you morons. <laughs> Why are you letting me destroy a dozen books I don't a week? even like it. <laughs> so that was our bad. Um, but, you know, I think we've remedied the situation. Um, thanks to him. Thanks to him. <laughs> telling us how to remedy the situation. Telling us how to be parents. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was funny we got speaking, but going back to your uh, not having a family or a community around you, it was very funny this week when we were talking to his school and they asked us how he behaved around. Oh, God, that was so embarrassing. Visitors and family members and other kids. And we just were like, um, <laughs> we literally never have anyone over the house. We've never had anyone over. And, and we don't have family we here. We don't have family here. So. Thanks. Yeah, that was mortifying. Was it, though? Kind of. I liked it. Because I was like, you guys should really just not assume everyone has family nearby. I mean, I think they know that. Well, they, they, didn't, they didn't ask the question like they know it. I guess. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, that's also depressing. Like, we never have anyone over the house. Well, we have a dog that would eat people. And yeah. a house you don't like. And a house that is always a mess. So it's well, like... it was very clean when you were gone. Okay, well, you know what? I should probably just leave. I think you should go back to New York. Okay, bye. Bye. Get some good holla. Okay, see you later. Toodles. The house would be so clean. I used to always do Rosh Hashanah with friends in New York. Oh, well, why'd you stop? Uh, because it just like... I don't feel comfortable having people over our house. Yeah, but like, why not go to somebody else's house? No one has invited me. Oh, well, let's announce that. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Way to leave Dory out of things. I mean, this is probably just a reflection on me. Well, it's true. You don't invite anybody anywhere. What do you mean? Like, you know, so they're like, hmm. I'm not going to invite Dory because she true. never invites me anywhere. Well, I invite people places, just not to my home. I think if you did open your home to people, you would get your, it would be returned. The favor would be returned. Maybe. I mean, granted, we have been in a global pandemic for like two and a half years. This is also very true. So like for a very long time having people at our house was just not an option. Correct. So it's only quite recently. And, you know, we used to have people to our old house. Yeah. But I think somehow we just got in this, like, mode of never having people to our house, and it's very depressing sometimes.
Well, it's not like I need a parade of people coming in and out. Sounds like you love a parade. No, I don't love a parade. But like every so often to like have some people over for dinner or like, you know. We could do it. We just need to plan the dinner, like the night, and then we got to take Bo somewhere. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. Or should we just have a dinner of Bo's favorite people? Like we invite over like <laughs> Kate, Andy. Holly, Hillary. Holly, Hillary. <laughs> Mary Jane. Mary Jane. <laughs> and that's My it. parents. And your parents. Yeah. I mean, that's a fun dinner. <laughs> and then maybe somebody from the Chateau. Uh, oh, yeah. Michelle could come. Yeah, Michelle from the Chateau yeah. could come. <laughs> that would be our dinner party. <laughs> a murder mystery dinner party <laughs> featuring Dory. We could dress Bo up in a little bow tie. Get it? Bow tie. Uh... Just look at this. Look at the paper towel situation at Target currently. Oh no! Are they just out? What's happening? Oh, what is happening? No wonder I forgot paper towels. They don't exist. What is happening? Just got a picture from Holly and Henry who are at Target. I asked them to pick up some paper towels because I've been to three stores today and forgot every time. Yeah, and then Holly sent us a. A picture of like literally bare shelves, like a la a Kmart that has is having its last day. No, a la like April twenty twenty. Oh, sure, you all remember that time <laughs> when people would be like, like people would post in face, like in my like Where mom there groups, were paper towels. Yeah, to be like, there's paper towels at the Target, like in Burbank, <laughs> and people would be like, okay, and like Clorox wipes. Yes, I remember that. Oh my god, I love Clorox wipes. Bananas. Always have, always will. Yeah, you were really vindicated on Clorox wipes. <laughs> you mean I was vindicated that you know you, you can't just clean things with the scent of an orange? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you were. No, no, no. We need to. This is all natural. What's it made out of? Lemon juice and an orange. That's not going to work. But okay, we'll smell better. Yeah, essentially. And here we are. Yep. I mean, just think, we could have stopped the pandemic early if if people hadn't been using. If people hadn't been using name brands that we won't name. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about our evening out last night. Oh, that's right. Let's quickly talk about it. We have so much to talk about. Uh, Because we actually left the house. I can't believe it. And we buried the lead. (laughs) So, I, we we probably talked about this on a previous episode that we saw Jagged Little Pill on Broadway. Yeah, and then stay tuned to hear what we thought of Jagged Little Pill off Broadway. Well, it's the Broadway it's touring, the Broadway touring show on not Broadway, the national tour on That's Hollywood what... Boulevard. Yep. All right, we'll be back. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see 
a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top. Not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. All right, we're back. Thanks for uh, being here still. Hello. Okay. We went out last night into the city. <laughs> into Hollywood. Hollywood. Or Holly weird as they say. Yeah. A whopping not far from our house. <laughs> not far from our house at all. I think we might have been. I was thinking about this when I was moving your car onto the, you know, we parked on the street and then I put it back in the driveway. Yeah. I was like, I bet we're like in the top 1% of people who are already home. Oh, totally. Yeah, people probably travel pretty far. We got a great parking spot. That's all I wanted to tell you all. (laughs) Matt found a spot on the street on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, I'm talking not a block away. A half a block. Yeah, it was literally like across the street. You know, you know, Amoeba, the great record store here in Hollywood across. I parked at it essentially and you know where the pantages is it's diagonal those of you who don't know the pantages is a theater in hollywood california it was built probably in 19 i'm gonna guess 23 feels like a roaring 20s kind of building Uh, i'm gonna guess 25 and uh it's a 3000 seater beautiful art deco theater gorgeous uh and it's where all the broadways come 
Yeah, it's where, well, not all of them, because some of them go to the Amundsen. It's where a lot of the Broadways come. Yeah. Hey, guess what? It opened... In 1953. In 1930. Oh, wow. Interesting. We were both wrong by almost a decade. Yeah. Anyway, we saw Jagged Little Pill again. Why? Because one day I was driving home and I saw these banners on the street next to the light post. There are all these banners and and it's a jagged little pill. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember that, that, that play, musical thing. I enjoyed myself. (laughs) Maybe Dory and I should go. I'll tell her we should go. And then I told her. And then she bought tickets without consulting me for a Saturday. I was like, we should go on like a Thursday. But it worked out because we got a great parking spot. Yeah. We got a great, great parking spot right next to some goth show at the, at the, at the Fonda. Black, B-L-A-Q, black music. <laughs> I, I don't, uh, was that the name of the band? Black something, B-L-A-Q. Yeah, well, I could probably look it up. You could, but I saw a couple of goths coming coming our way, and I was like... Black audio. Black audio. I was close with black music. You were very close. Um, if you're a big black audio fan. That is um, B-L-A-Q-K. Ah, okay. I forgot the K. I remember mm-hmm. the Q. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we saw it, we saw it, and I gotta say, it was, it was enjoyable. Yeah. Everybody, mostly, I, you know, I will, I will say, I think everybody was really good, and I said to Dory, I thought they were less attractive, better singers (laughs) than the Broadway version, (laughs) but then that really wasn't true, because some of them were less attractive and worse singers. (laughs) Wow. While others were better singers. Wow. Nobody was more attractive wow. than the Broadway you cast. You are very uh, blunt. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a straight shooter. Yeah. What did you think? Did you um, think anybody was more attractive than the Broadway cast? I thought Phoenix was very cute. I, You know, Phoenix I couldn't judge because he had the same dark eyebrows as the other kid. Yeah. But I just remember Mark and Chris being like, ooh, Phoenix. And actually, I thought Nick was very cute in this one. Yeah? But I don't remember what he looked like in the Broadway. Also big eyebrows. I feel like eyebrows are like... You need like you statement need a, eyebrows? You need big eyebrows in, in, <laughs> in theater to like, you gotta, you gotta raise your eyebrows to the back of the, for the back of the room. Right. Maybe, I mean, maybe they're like penciled in. Maybe those aren't oh, that's their real interesting. eyebrows. That's an interesting thought. You know? Mm. Just saying. They're like, we like this guy, except he doesn't have good eyebrows. Well, just get the makeup artist on him. Did you, what did you think? What was your review of the program? Oh, I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. Um, you didn't get to pee at intermission. I didn't get to pee at intermission, but as I said to you, it wasn't like an emergency kind of situation. Yeah. It was more like, oh, yeah, nice to have, not a needs to have. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, intermission was way too short for the number of women who wanted to use the bathroom. I mean, it was ridiculous. The line was, <laughs> I've never seen a line like that. 
It was up there, yeah. Like they had it snaking. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it they need mo- either more women's, more ladies' rooms, or um, fewer women going to the show, or just like make them all everybody bathrooms. Maybe that's not the answer. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I enjoyed myself. It was also like nice to be out on a date. What? Hmm. It was? Yeah. That's nice. I'm so glad we parked so <laughs> close though. That really felt like a victory in and of itself. Well, you know, we're also going out this coming Saturday night. What are you talking about? We have my Broadway my my um that was November fourth. No, this that it's October first. Oh no, I'm too fat to fit in any suits right now. You don't need to wear a suit. It's very casual. What are you talking? Not about? the gala, not the gala. the The ballots over Broadway thing. That, yeah, isn't that the gala? No, there's a different gala. Yes. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm being, this hurts me inside. I'm being honored at a gala on November 4th. Yes, delighted to go to that. I agreed to go to that. Yes, you did. As a matter of fact. Wow, I know. Imagine that. Because you're being honored. How yeah. could I not? And then this thing on October 1st, I'm on the host committee. Ugh. What? Yeah. You're ridiculous. Whatever happened to that thing where I was getting honored from Catholic schools or something? like? Remember that? Oh, my God. The thing my mom was trying to get you? Yeah. No, she, she it was happening. That might have been a COVID. Yeah, I think it was a COVID thing. Casualty. You didn't go to my gala. Well, it didn't happen. Well, whatever. Um, yeah, so that's on Saturday. Whatever happened to, like, recording a podcast and watching Bake Off on a Saturday? I know. You're just, the one who like, we're going to do Bake Off. And now you just fill every Saturday night. Well, it wasn't deliberate. She really just, I mean, you know, this is Dory. Overpromise, under deliver. What? Yep. What are you talking about? They're going to do podcasts. They're going to come out every week. They're going to we, be the day of. We have not under delivered. They're out on Sunday. Have you put this one up yet? You haven't sent it to me. Oh, it's in the Dropbox. You friend. didn't tell me that. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. Well, whatever. I got to go to something over Broadway. I don't even know. You know what? Is I'll this take the fancy house thing. I'll take my other husband. It's the one that happens at a house that's. It's big, fine. I'll take my other. House. I'll take my other husband. Who's your other husband? I don't know, but I'll find one by Saturday. Well, because this one doesn't want to go. So this one is like just confused by what's happening. I and then you're like, all of a sudden, you're like, there's a birthday party on a Sunday? I'm like, what? Yes. You're just like, you're full of the worst news possible for me. <laughs> okay. Well, you don't have to go to the birthday party. Yes. So. Although, when are we going to record? We can record on Saturday. You just said we're going to the thing Saturday night. Saturday night, but we can record Saturday afternoon. When? Holly's going to come on Saturday instead of Sunday. What about when I what about Star Trek that I have to record on the weekends too? You don't care about my life at all. You just like to schedule things for yourself. 
what Star Trek on the weekend are you doing? I have, well, Andy will be back from New York and we got to start recording for October. Okay, but you haven't told me that. But that's, you know, he works during the week. Listen, you don't put your schedule up. I don't have a schedule. So. <laughs> I just record a lot. Okay. God, anyway. You are Let's lot. hear from everybody else out there. <sighs> I can't find the Bake Off episode, by the way. It's not in there. It's in the ads. <laughs> What's she laughing at? Because that's not where it goes. I know, but that's the only one that you have access to that I have access to. That's not true. I created a whole other folder for, for the for the Bake Off that we both have access to. Well, oh my look. God. There it is. Enjoy it. Oh, yay, yay. It reminds me, if anyone wants to join Patreon and listen to us talk about Bake Off every single week, but apparently on Sundays, because we're very busy on Saturdays, let us know. And head over to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Become part of the, I don't know, fun. Yeah, it's really fun. She's not selling it right now, but it's a hoot. It's great fun. Bake. Yep. Bake. Okay, um, let's hear from some listeners. We got a follow-up from the anonymous listener who had tested positive for SNA and was worried about her husband's genetic testing. Mm. She said, follow-up, he tested negative for everything. Sounds about right. Yeah. Sort of what we were, in, you know, not anticipating, but like, we were trying to, let her know. She's probably borrowing trouble, yeah. as they say. All right. This is from Catherine. Hi, Matt and Dory. Some advice for the listener with the uterine septum. As Dory mentioned, that's me. The surgery itself isn't too bad, and recovery is fairly easy. Expect bleeding, cramping, etc. As for follow-ups, I highly recommend having some imaging done after you have healed, such as a saline sonogram or a 3D ultrasound, to ensure the septum has been adequately removed. I had a complete vaginal and uterine septum, which required three surgeries to be completely removed before I could carry to term and had three miscarriages as a result. If you have a larger or more complete septum, having the extra imaging done post-op could potentially save a lot of heartache. Thanks for keeping the podcast going. It's so fun to hear the pop-ins from Henry. Love to you all, including Bo. That is uh, from Catherine, who's in 1,700 square feet in New Jersey with two adults, two kids, and one rescue dog. They have three TVs, 65-inch in the family room, 50-ish inch in the bedroom, 40-ish inch in the basement gym area, and 12 or so hot dogs, including some from a local gourmet hot dog shop that creates all sorts of interesting concoctions with toppings. Interesting. Hmm. Seriously, some of the best food in the area. The concoctions, does that mean that they create these concoctions by using toppings? Or do they create the concoctions inside the natural casing and then also add funky toppings? Great question. Thank you. I don't know. I demand an answer. Okay. Um, well, thank you for uh, sharing your experience, Catherine. Um, do you want to read this next email from Julie? Yes. Hi, guys. I feel like we've moved on from this, but I kept forgetting to write in. Anywho, live in a state that does not do any cord blood donation, and donating cord blood was very important to me. I ended up going through a private slash public bank in Florida called Cord for Life. 
You fill out paperwork to see if you qualify, and they send you a kit that you bring to the hospital. You call them when starting labor, and then the nurses can use the kit to collect the blood. After it's collected, you call them again, and they send a courier to pick it up. Super easy. I made sure that the hospital was okay with it as well. The nurses had used the kits before. Only stipulations were no delayed cord clamping after 30 seconds, and they couldn't pick it up on a Friday or Saturday. What? <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, the courier could not yeah, come. Exactly. I thought the nurses were like, we're not touching that on Friday or Saturday. No. So if you're going to labor, uh Well the I mean if they if she did go into labor, then it sounds like um Well it makes sense that the courier Yeah. But like it didn't make sense in my head that the mm, nurses were like I see. here's the deal. Right. We'll do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, as well as Sunday. But no Friday or Saturday. Anyway, she says this got long. Feel free to edit. I made it longer. Hopefully, this will help people who are interested in donating in states that are not currently doing it. That's Julie in Ramsey, Minnesota. Uh, 2,600 square feet. Two adults. Four-year-old science baby. A stray cat found a year ago. Found them. Probably six just hot dogs this year. Two TVs. Both 60. No bedroom TV because we don't have a good spot to see it from the bed. Thanks for the podcast. I've been listening since we started IVF in April of 2017. We aren't going to do it again, so I feel your struggle about adding a sibling. I grieved for a long time about it. Selling all the baby equipment and clothes I help, I've i saved uh, helped a lot. Felt like closure. Shrugs, mm. Shrugsville. Emoji. Um, all right. Well, thank you for all that info, Julie. Cord blood. Cord blood. Um, all right, we're going to take another break and we will be right back. Cord blood. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everybody. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) God. What? Said a long talk with Dory about the various things that she does. Anyway, uh, tune in next week. Find out how the next thing goes. What is it? This is the gala. No, this is the. <laughs> this is not the gala. What is the thing on Saturday? It is called Ballots Over Broadway. Correct, but isn't it a gala? No, it is like a variety show. It's a variety show at a house. Yes, it's a fun, but it's a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser variety show at yes. someone's home. Correct. Okay. Not a gala. Not a gala. No hors d'oeuvres. There's there's usually like a kind of like buffet-ish situation. And uh, But it's very casual. The COVID buffet? Well, actually, I don't know how they're going to do it this year. In pre-COVID, they did like a buffet. And people wear suits. No. No. Interesting. People don't. People weren't wearing suits. Mm. Like people get... I would say women were maybe like half the women are probably in dresses. Or the other half in. Like jeans or like, you know, jumpsuit or something like that. 
I think jumpsuits are pretty dressy for ladies. They can be. Just like wearing a dress doesn't necessarily mean dressy. I've I disagree. Many casual dresses. No such thing. It's not true. I think all your moo's are very dressy. No. She wears a lot of moo's. Everybody they're so comfortable. She just wanders around the house like Homer Simpson in that episode where he got too fat and had to get disability from the power plant and he just wore a muumuu. That was the episode where Homer found out he could go on disability by eating. <laughs> and he worked from home. Okay. Anyway, it's a good one. I mean, Homer knew what was up. Moomoo's are very comfortable. It's a very funny episode. Okay. Um. Anyway, so that's for ballots over Broadway. Yes, and the next thing is for what? It's for it's the, honoring Dory, the children. And then I said for your work with ballots over Broadway, and then she goes, "No, for my advocacy for foster children." What? It's true. <laughs> and I laughed and laughed and laughed because it was a crazy <laughs> sentence to say out loud. And I mean, here we are. That's what I'm being honored for. Yes. So yeah, they'll probably do a number on me because I can't even be there to wrap those presents. It makes me too sad. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the next thing that's happening here, which Okey-dokey. is another email. Yeah. Did I scroll too far? Um, maybe. This is from Leslie. Hi, Matt and Dory. Firstly, I'd like to thank all of the other teachers who shared the maternity leave FMLA feedback a few weeks ago. It really helped reaffirm what I thought we understood and also reminded me once again how frustrating our country's lack of support for women slash all families is. Any ideas about how we could change this or is it forever hopeless? Yeah, pay attention when you vote as to who you're voting for and what they may or may not be supportive of. In times past slash currently. I mean, yes, I agree with that just in general, but this seems to be a broader problem in many. It's a problem in the country. Yes. But like in states that are run by Democrats and states that are run by Republicans. Oh, I mean, it this seems is like it's an issue that like gets tossed aside. All yes, the time. exactly. Um, I mean, it seems like it hasn't been a priority for the teachers unions. Like, I don't I don't if someone is better versed in these the nature of these negotiations please enlighten me but it's it's interesting the to teachers me union somehow run by men also well randy weingarten was the head of the aft for many years she's a woman i don't think that's all, it's not all run by men i mean i just it's just it it to me it, like and but this is my pretty uninformed perspective so please correct me if this is totally wrong but like to me, this feels like a thing where if the unions really wanted to make it a priority, they could get something changed. But it, there's probably other things that they consider greater priorities. I don't know. Please yeah. enlighten me. All right. Um, secondly, I was wondering how you both decided that Henry would go straight to sleeping in his crib nursery right away from the hospital. Did you research or read a book that recommended this? My partner and I are trying to decide what to do. Bastin in our bedroom. No. Crib in our bedroom. No. Or crib in their own nursery right away. Yeah. I've battled insomnia my entire life. And while I can never be fully prepared for the lack of sleep, I'm trying to set myself up for the most support and best possible situation. Lastly, I'm grateful to be halfway through my pregnancy, but I've been feeling anxious because I've not felt any signs of the baby. No movement, no, or kicks. 
I've been full of worry that when I finally get to have my ultrasound, something will be wrong. Did you or any eggheads ever feel this way? I apologize for this long email. Feel free to skip anything if you feel it is too much. Thank you so much for creating and continuing the show. Leslie in Virginia with one 40-inch TV, no hot dogs, and 1,200 square feet. Um, we had night help, which like meant that we were able to have Henry um, in his nursery straight home from the hospital. But that meant that there was someone in the room with him, you know, those first few weeks. Um, staying awake. Staying awake. So, you know, that was obviously a luxury um, that we paid dearly for. Uh, we did. We paid a lot for it. Had to sign a contract, that whole thing. And then um, also, I mean, on the nights that Carolina wasn't around, it was... We just took shifts, weirdly. I took yeah. the late shift, or he took the early shift. Yeah. That was that. Like, I stayed up to, like, three or four, or whatever it was, and then Dory got up early. Is that how, is that what yeah. happened? Because I was a, a night owl anyway. Right. So you would, like, go to bed at, like, eight, mm. and I'd stay up till two or three, mm-hmm. and then it'd be your turn. Um, crank butt Henry. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I remember the most from those days, cause yeah, I mean the night nurse didn't come every night, but so when we were awake with him, um, I just remember how hard it was to get him back to sleep. Yeah. Remember we would write on the little yeah. me- whiteboard message boardy thing in the mm-hmm. kitchen, like when he, what, when he woke up what and he what he ate. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, like, sometimes it would be, like, took an hour and a half to get him back to sleep. Yeah. It's just, like, ugh. Yeah, so it's not even, like, the number of times they wake up. Because, like, I think in my head before this, I was, like, oh, they wake up, and then they just go right back to sleep. It's no, like they wake no. up, and then you're up for, like, an hour and a half. Yeah, and then it's, like, then you try um, to go back to sleep. And so, um, you know, the... I guess the recommendation is people ha- to have them in your room till they're a year old, which frankly to me seems excessive, um, especially if you have trouble sleeping. If you don't have night help, I you know I do think for the first few weeks it's probably helpful to have them in your room because they wake up so often. No, but like I would say, if there's room, put a day bed in their room and have someone and sleep. stay in there. Yeah, that's a them. good. That's another option. Yeah. I mean, you don't want them sleeping around Dory in the first part of the evening because, you know, she could try to take the baby to a lemon tree. Mm-hmm. Who knows what her night terror will be. Um, and then, yeah, the anxiety. I think that's very common. I had a lot of anxiety. I had a lot of like, okay, I just got to make it to like X number of weeks and then I'll feel like I can kind of exhale about this pregnancy. And then it just like everything, it always kept being like, well, I'll just, you know. I think you only exhaled when you bought bikini kill tickets. <laughs> Maybe. And then he was, he made sure that you couldn't go. Yeah. And then I missed end game. Yeah. Sad times. Yeah. Slash the happiest times of our lives. Um, 
All right. We have a voicemail. Hey, Matt and Dory. This um, Henry Ambo. Don't want to forget you two. Uh, this message is for Matt. Um, Matt, I had COVID in uh, April 2020, so in the very beginning of the pandemic, and I, I had a pretty bad case, and I lost my smell and taste 100%. Um, and it never really came back, although it, um, it, it's come back some, um, but I'm not sure if it'll ever come back. But anyway, I'm calling because when you lose your smell and taste, I don't know this is true for me and still is. I really like spicy foods because I can actually taste the spice. It mm-hmm. takes like a higher threshold um, to, to taste the spiciness. However, my nose runs like one does when they eat spicy yeah. foods and my lips burn um, like they do when you eat spicy foods. I just can't really feel the hotness as much. Mm. Um, so anyway... I thought that was really interesting. Um, I know it's spicy because my nose is just pouring, pouring down snot, but um, it doesn't really taste all too spicy to me. So anyway, Love it. I you know, also, there's like food eating contests. Like I watched on Netflix this documentary on people that can eat really spicy foods. Mm-hmm. And post-COVID, I just feel bad for those people because that's no longer a superpower. Because now people like me <laughs> have this superpower where I could enter these contests and probably... Look Other out, men, ghost pepper. Such a pansy. So, anyway, that's a bunch of really useless information for you. Um, I'm not going to give my staff because I think I'm running out of time. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, my friend Ross lost his sense of uh, taste for a while. And then I said to him, Here, have a slice of this Susie Cakes celebration cake. It's so sweet that you're bound to like pick up something and that brought his taste back so have you tried going super sweet on something that's interesting i know you're saying spice works quite a bit but i'm talking like cloyingly sweet that's very interesting i think people always think of hot yeah but they don't think of sweet try going for something super sweet i'm talking like a very like if you could I don't know, buy Christina Tussie's cake book and make that milk bar birthday cake and eat a slice of that. Mm. So much sugar in that. It might knock your taste buds back into place. You never know. Hmm. Very interesting. All right. Um, This was a text. Hey, Matt and Dory couple questions slash thoughts from the last few episodes. One, people do still send telegrams. I asked my dad the same question, and then he sent me one for my birthday. I think it's a call center that takes the telegram message because there were a lot of typos that my dad, English PhD, wouldn't have made. Also, there was an NYT article last week about the popularity of telegrams in Japan, a million cent per year. What? Wow. Matt. Yes. What are your feelings on the baseball rule changes for the upcoming season? I'm excited about it. I'm so glad that the shift is being banned and you have to have two infielders on either side of second base and all their feet have to be on the dirt. Mm. Not on the outfield grass. I love a pitch clock. 
I'm tired of the slowness of baseball. I also love that you can only call timeout once per at bat. Mm. It's exciting. I look forward to the rule changes. Thank you. Okay. Three, for Henry's board book ripping, try the cardboard coasters you get in bars slash chain restaurants. I love ripping those guys up. You can peel the sticker part off the top slash bottom and separate the two cardboard layers. Win-win. Probably you can buy a thousand of them for $10 on Amazon. Thanks for keeping up the pod. Already sent in my details this year, so won't bore you again. That is like such a... uh vague thing you probably buy a thousand of those for 10 bucks right yeah (laughs) uh look thank you for writing in about it but henry already solved his own problem although tonight he had a uh what what is that thing the tube the crinkly tube thing yeah what would that be called no. Anyway, it's a tube that like you can you can you can contract and expand and it makes noise. It's called a crinkle tube. There you go. <laughs> and uh tonight when we we're walking out of there, Henry said that uh he wanted me to replace it with a different one because he he started chewing that one. And Dory's like, Well don't chew that one. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> There you go. Oh, God. Henry. Okay. Um, This is from Casey. Hi, Dorian Matt. I had an idea for Henry's board book destruction. What if you took some pieces of cardboard, cut them roughly to book size, and glued a magazine page onto each side of the cardboard? A little work. That is a lot of work. But it seems like it would be a similar sensation for him. Maybe he'd even enjoy helping you make them. Thanks for being the best part of Monday mornings. Casey, no hot dogs. One partner was a large TV in his office and a TV on wheels that he got for socially distanced what? outdoor D&D games during quarantine. Jesus Christ. One dog, Zoe, three chickens, Blanche, Snooky, and Wow. The remains of a Golden Girls flock and a Jersey Shore flock in 1,800 square feet in Durham, North Carolina. Wow. Blanche was the last survivor. Yeah. Um. All right. Another text about Henry's... Uh, paper, paper. Solved, yeah. would Henry like putting stickers on paper and peeling them off maybe you huh. could get him a pack of stickers and a pack of colored cardstock just googled it there are blank board books you can buy maybe get a few of those and a pack of stickers that way he can make and destroy his own board books not a bad idea I mean that is that is certainly less labor intensive than cutting and making your own board books yes. out of cardboard out of raw materials for board books yes Um. all right Another text about this. Hi, IVF mama here of two science babies, three-year-old Malcolm, seven-month-old Nova. Here in sunny Los Angeles, California, I'm an early childhood educator. And Dory, right before you said sensory seeking about the board books, I was going to say he's more interested in the sensory experience and the destroying of the books. To him, the reward is greater in the peeling of the pages. Very true. Oh, for sure. You can try getting him sticker books. They have reusable sticker books. Stickers to peel are great, all sizes and shapes. You can pre-cut contact paper into smaller sheets and have him peel those you can cut different shapes circles squares i would avoid shapes with too many pointy edges you could even staple a few together to look like a book and call it his peel book good luck again (laughs) a lot of work a lot of work but a good idea (laughs) yeah i also worry about giving him something with staples he'll swallow quite honestly (laughs) um but thank you all for these suggestions he's really into blowing spit bubbles right now like that's like less 
week or so he's been into that yeah just watching him like look at his own little spit bubble yeah then i catch him and then he looks at me and he laughs as it drools down his face anyway tomorrow henry wants to play baseball in the morning and slide into the bases i took a video of him sliding this this week oh yeah yeah it's pretty good i mean it's a little dangerous at this point with yeah, all those kids with all the kids yeah. especially some of those kids are kind of big <laughs> all right dory thinks that some of those kids are lying about their age i do the kids are supposed to be under five well albert pool holes going on there's definitely one girl who's at least seven i'm just like my son is three like what are you doing here <laughs> all right Reminder, you can support us on Patreon, get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. You also now get the Bake Off bonus episodes if you support us at the $10 level or above. So get on in there. That's four extra on top of the two, which we still have to record. Yep, this week. Big week. A big week. Um, And you also, of course, get the whole back catalog of Patreon episodes. So that's always fun. Um, all right. Thank you to the following supporters. Yes. Simone Vandewinkle. SJV. Steve Harcourt. Susan Gross. Tanya Lamos. Tanya K. The Holterman Clan. The Kembles. Tracy Jury. Whitney Hoffman. Amanda Powell. Anonymous. Aubrey Joannes. Aurora and Zelda. Ainsley. CJ. Crescent Martin. Christina. Christina. <laughs> uh, Danielle Nusiforo. Deanna McLean. Eleanor Powell. Elizabeth Brandt. Elizabeth K. Elizabeth Kanami. Uh, Ellen F. Emily Harden. Freya. Heather. Heidi Phelps. Jane Ennis. Jen Brennan. Jennifer Sika. Jesse Labadee. Katie Davenport. Kiara Holt. Laura Bennett. Laura Madge. Lauren Cephalo. Lauren Schultz. Liz P. Lydia. Lydia Dugent. Madeline McCarthy. Mara Foss. Mary Messick. Mary Myra. Maud Tremblay. Melanie Broadbeck. Meryl H. Michelle Saum. Nicola Hill. Nicholas Gidmore. Narantha. Uh, Pamela Carpenter. Pat Machewski. Uh, Phoebe Boone. Rachel Kuzma. Rachel O'Connell. Rob Bean. Samantha. Shauna Mandel. Steph Gorlnick. Susanna Perez. Vanessa Ferguson. Virginia McFeely. Wendy Fick. And Zoe Lawrence. Thank you all very much. And tune in next week for... A full recount, or a recap, rather, of Ballots Over Broadway or a gala. I'm not sure still. (laughs) Bye. Bye.